This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. All right. Today we're going to be talking about Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone. Over the Top. God, over the hear top. about how over the top this over the top movie is. Hat backwards. <laughs> when he flips the hat, it's like he's turning a switch. Whoa. <laughs> it's a whole nother gear. Uh, yay. It's for, for me, it's just... Uh... I don't care about winning, losing, or nothing. Just want the truck. Nothing's over. Nothing's over. <laughs> so this is. I, I. I think it's safe to say that this is the quintessential '80s arm wrestling movie. <laughs> I. You know, I might be going out on a limb there, but <laughs> there are a lot of other contenders. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and make that that assertion. Mm-hmm. So Sly Stallone, in all of his '80s '80s oiled up. <laughs> Muscle-bound glory, glistening, glistening, uh, is a trucker who's on the outs with his estranged wife and kid. Uh, at least he actually calls his, uh, his son by his name rather than just call him kid because he's brain damaged, like in the Rocky movies. Yo, kid. Hey, kid. Uh, <laughs> I love uh, you, kid. What's your name? <laughs> uh, remind me. It's a test. So. Uh, yeah, the movie begins with uh, his son, who's gr- who's graduating from some kind of military academy. Yeah, I think it's a military school. By the way, it, it's his mom is paying for that, right? It's not sliced alone. Well, no, that's actually part. Oh, that's of the, a deal. That's part of the plot. Is that uh, his sliced alone's uh, in this case Lincoln Hawk, his ex-wife, his ex-wife's father, his ex-father-in-law. Is super rich, like mm. 80s evil villain rich. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but the thing is, is the ex-wife, the kid's mom, is sick, and they never really say what happened. They say it was, they, they pretty much say it's cancer, I think. But uh, she's sick, and she calls up Lincoln Hawk to have him go pick up his son to take him to, to visit her in the hospital against the wishes of the. Robert Loja, grandfather. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. Loja and others, Lojaness. So he picks him up in his truck. Don't we have any more chemo? Yeah. So, so the movie starts with a the the uh, the font that was used in every movie in the eighties, every shitty action movie in the eighties. Uh, I I dare you to to find <laughs> or go look this up, but uh, and then is followed by a song that has to do with the power of love or overcoming obstacles, which is another staple money. of the 80s. Don't need fame. Yeah. <laughs> the wrong 80s time travel movie? Yeah. They said the something about love, so... The... I know. That's... There you go. He said power of love. You're right. I think he gets the wrong song. Uh, over the top. That's sung by Sammy Hagar. So, picks Wait, him up. Oh. Wait, what was that shitty song from Transformers that you guys love? You've got the touch. Dun, dun, dun. You've got the power. 
world. Dun, dun, dun. As performed by, I don't know. <laughs> there was nobody that ever made the the, the cut. That was their. Uh... <laughs> it's a clever yeah. name for a band. Yes. Didn't make the cut. The cut text. A mouthful, but... No, I don't know. Yeah. Who wrote that song? I don't know. Jeff, just oh, tell they me. wrote it themselves too. Cool. <laughs> just give me an answer. First base. <laughs> Ooh. All right. So, especially Sloan goes to pick him up in the truck, and he's at this. <laughs> it's it always starts <laughs> off. You, you know the movie's gonna be good. Uh, after all this, if you weren't sure, because he gets out and starts walking around campus, Sylvester Sloan does, and everybody gives him the evil eye because he's not dressed in a, a suit. He's still got, like, a, a shirt and a tie on, and everybody's giving him the stink eyes. If, is it, like, Mac? So, is he wearing, like, a polo shirt with a tie? Poor people. <laughs> Don't you think that outfit is a little over the top? <laughs> Picks up uh, his son, Michael, from the, from the school. Now, for those that have been paying attention, his son, Michael, uh-huh. is a car it's not a car. <laughs> so let's, let's do some quick math here. Mm-hmm. I, I already said Spencer Stallone's character's name is Lincoln Hawk. Mm-hmm. His son is named Michael. <laughs> Mike Hawk. <laughs> this is true. I'm not making this up. Grow up. Let's go. I'm looking for a jazz first name Hugh. Hello, his I'm Hugh Jazz. His name's Mike Hawk. The writers purposely went out of their way to make his name Mike Hawk. So he picks up the kid. The kid is immediately uh, combative. Doesn't want anything to do with Sly Stallone. He's oddly obsessed with nutrition. That's a running theme. Uh, And they start making their way across America. Which doesn't really make a lot of sense because they wind up in Las Vegas anyways. as, As we'll get to. So they're basically just randomly going across states zigzagging <laughs> to mm-hmm. get to the hospital where the, the sick mother is uh, well why would you go straight there I know I know why would you go you know visit a dying why would you go out of your way to hurry to, to visit a dying woman but they they go along and the kid uh, is just pissed off the whole time until Sylvester Stallone is challenged to an arm wrestling match in the sweatiest trucker <laughs> cafe this side of the Mississippi there's like <laughs> there's like a hundred truckers crammed into a Denny's and everybody is sweating balls in that place did he tell him Large Marge sent him there's no Large Marge oh. as far as I know maybe she was in the background who knows before a horrible accident yeah but this guy with the rad mustache challenges uh, Sly Stallone to an arm wrestling match and Stallone looks like he's gonna lose but then he does what he goes over the top. Over the top. Where he moves his fingers, he gets a better grip, and that's how he beats people. Isn't that illegal? I say, so he cheats. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's cheating, but I think the better question would be is, how come nobody else does that against him, ever? He's the only one that's figured out, like, the, the five-point exploding heart technique of mm-hmm. arm wrestling. <laughs> it's because not only is he triple jointed in the thumb to be able to bend his fingers like that, but he h- actually hits pressure points on his opponent's hands that yeah. make it weaker. 
See, so other people try it, but they just can't get it right. He also wears a trucker cap, which he flips around. Yeah, it's like, well, switching gears, you, you said it yourself. So, in, so he does it several times in the movie, but until he actually explains what he's doing, no one would ever guess that he's psyching himself up by, by flipping his hat around. Yeah. I think he's got, like, some um, Vagisil on there or something, and he's doctoring <laughs> Vas- up his hands. He's, got he's throwing every, yeah. every type of <laughs> throwing a bunch of junk out there. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got some, yeah, he's, he's rubbed some jalapenos on there, yeah. yeah like Doing it. these old crafty Eddie Harris on yeah. the... <laughs> <laughs> up your butt, loja. And, well, but he should also use the booger technique from uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, yeah. That's strong. Uh-huh. Pick your nose and no one wants to touch your hand. You win the fight every time. That's true. That's how, that's how Alex has won many a fight. <laughs> He's won many things. Period. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the kid, the kid finally starts to come around. And then in a, a weird scene, they basically grift a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> where uh, in, in a great bit of parenting... Uh, Lincoln forces Michael to arm wrestle this kid that's like twice his size. Mm-hmm. And he loses and he starts crying and it still makes him go back again. And th- well, this time he wins. And they win like 40 bucks. Uh, borderline mm-hmm. child abuse? I don't know. But, uh, or teaching your, your kid how to grift? It's not a good example. Maybe they're right to not have Spencer Sloan in the picture. But uh, this whole time, Loja has been upset that Michael's gone off on his own. And he sends his goons out. He's rich enough to have goons, and it is the 80s. Goons to, to pick up, and the car chase ensues. Because that's exactly what happens in arm wrestling movies. Well, yeah, <laughs> in through, good ones. Well, show me another arm wrestling movie where that doesn't happen. Uh-huh. Uh, this is true. Through, through, and then the car chase through the mean streets of wherever the fuck they're supposed to be. Because they never mm-hmm. make it clear. <laughs> it's probably in the same universe as Cobra and uh, Rambo. I think all Sylvester Stallone movies are in the same universe. And the Wizard. And the Wizard. No, yeah, it's possible. Maybe Stallone and when he wasn't hauling product placements on the back of his truck, mm. uh, maybe he was delivering something that was going to head to Valverde. Mm. Yeah. So <laughs> they finally, uh, or Stallone wins a car chase. Through the power of arm wrestling, and you win a car chase. Yeah, through the power of arm wrestling. Through the power of you arm do. wrestling. He right. arm wrestled the steering wheel to turn really fast. <laughs> and they they had the rest of the way to the hospital, but not before we get some choice shots. Uh, Stallone, inside of his big rig, has rigged up, no pun intended, a like an arm pulley with weights on it, so that he can like pull on it the whole way. Whoa. Hey. Yeah. So it's the predecessor to the, uh, whatchamacallit, the shake weight? Mm, I'm trying to decide which is more gay. <laughs> At any rate, uh, so, the, this this weight is introduced fairly early on, and in every goddamn scene inside the cab of the truck, you see this thing swinging in the background, like, practically hitting people in the face. Like, nobody, nobody stopped. Nobody looking at the dailies on there. It's like, hey, maybe we should fucking tape that thing down or something. Nope, let's just have it swing freely. You're still talking about the weight, right? I'm still talking about the weight. <laughs> tape that thing down. It's swinging too freely. 
Well, again, Stallone was, you know, had a deal to stay away from the kid. Who knows what's going on? Uh, eventually, they make it to the hospital. And because I've spent all this time dicking around on arm wrestling along the way, you find out that tragically, the mom has passed away. She's dead. She probably deserved it. She's fucking dead. And nobody says anything about this. Like, nobody's upset about the extra time they took to get there. Like, no well, one maybe, says one word about it. Maybe if uh, Sylvester Stallone taught her how to over-the-top and arm-wrestle cancer properly. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Well, Robert Loggia was keeping him away. Oh, that's why. Yeah, so, it's his fault. Yeah, so Loggia... Uh, again, even not even Loggia, who fucking hates Lincoln Hawk, is not upset that they Get got him out of there. He's still just mad that his grandson is still with Sylvester Stallone. Uh, so he leaves with Michael before Stallone could do anything about it. You think he'd want to like play chopsticks on the piano with the boy or something, <laughs> but no? But no, he's, got, he's rich enough. Maybe he has something like that rigged up in the mansion. Who knows? <laughs> mm-hmm. So Stallone does the only only sensible thing goes, and he goes to uh, he he hires a lawyer, and they go through family services. <laughs> uh, oh wait, none of that happens. Stallone takes his blood, takes his <laughs> takes his pig rig, and rams it through the gates of this mansion, uh, the outer gates, then takes it through the courtyard through a couple statues, and then through the front door, thus ensuring that he would spend the next fifteen to twenty years in prison. But through the magic of the legal system, just mm-hmm. by Sylvester Stallone signing a piece of paper, handing over custody, he no longer has to go, uh, no longer has to pay his debt to society for any of this. But he could have killed somebody. Uh, so instead, he goes to Las Vegas. And his truck is okay, by the way. After plowing through all this shit. Uh, well, it's an American-made truck, right? Well, I'm sure it's Ford Tough. <laughs> there you go. Product placement. Does he name his big rig? Because who would win, that one or Pork Chop Express? Mm. Well, the pork or, Express. or Optimus Prime. Uh. Or Dang, that's tough. Or the Green Goblin truck for Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. <laughs> well, if the trucks were arm wrestling, I think Optimus would actually have the upper hand. <laughs> this is the only one with arms? <laughs> yeah. Well, he'd be the only one with a hand. So. Yeah. The... Yeah. So they get to, to Las Vegas for the... Nevada. Sh- no. Was it in Nevada? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Right. We'll consult the oh, one-time oh, oh, guest, oh, Jacob. I'll, I'll take your word on this one. Okay. Uh, for the for the ultimate eye wrestling bout of the century. So they show up. and The first prize is some money and a truck. Therefore, <laughs> a big rig. Therefore, only arm wrestlers are truckers. I'm mm-hmm. just doing some quick math here. They, they don't allow non-truckers in for some reason. And then, the, then there's a montage of various arm wrestlers, arm wrestlers out arm wrestling each other. Uh, and there's a, they, they show a women's division too, full of like 120 pound women, which I don't expect would be the actual women arm wrestling. Crazy. That lady from uh, Married with Children wasn't there? The one that just barges into Al's shop? I need shoes! She was an arm wrestler. Ah, she'd win. <laughs> Any of the glow girls? <laughs> Ooh! No. Uh, China? Big bad mama? I don't think so. I don't think Miss Elizabeth was there either. 
She probably was, but she was just like patting down the the brow of some strong dude. Mm, it's possible. Looking concerned. So as they explain the rules right out the bat, it's double elimination. So basically, every before every match where Special Alone starts, they they say it's double elimination, everybody. To make you wonder, as the audience, is he going to lose once or is he going to go undefeated? The tension is almost too much to bear. Mm. But in the meantime, as Sloane's kid has had a change of heart, he steals a car. Like his kid's 12 years old, by the way. Or, like, I think he's 12. Steals a car, gets on a plane, <laughs> flies to Vegas, gets a cab from, from the airport to the hotel where Sloane is. Because you could do things like that in the 80s. Well, like, yeah. yeah. The kid pulls up to the airport and basically throws the sky cab, the keys of the car. Because, again, you can do things like that in the 80s. It was a kinder, gentler time. Mm-hmm. So. Thanks, Al-Qaeda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So. Jerks. Arm wrestling montage. Bunch of sweaty dudes. <laughs> There's a Canadian guy too. E. E. It was like Bret Hart. It was not Bret Hart. Oh. Although it might have been. A, I think it was a wrestler. Them Canadians love wrestling, so good me. All kinds of wrestling. That's not real wrestling. And then. So Stallone loses a match, and he thinks oh, that's it. Oh damn! And this he's whole done. this whole movie, he's been giving all these speeches to his kid about how he can never give up. But now he's surrender. But now he's ready to give up, and it's the son that comes to the rescue, and they have an awkward, a super fucking awkward father-son moment. Does the son come over with the script? Here, look, you get another shot. <laughs> yes, I get another, another shot. shot. They reached down and untaped this thing. I need to let it swing freely. <laughs> so he's got no. He's, he's like doing the fake pull because he's actually got no. Yeah. That's, by the way, all these guys I'm wrestling are at least twice the size of Stallone. Of course. Which means they're all solid, like, six feet tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy the guy that's the main arm wrestling villain, Bob Bull Hurley. Bob Bull looks, Hurley? Looks like yeah. he's seven feet tall. And they, I think they use, like, they're doing stuff, like, right out of Lord of the Rings with the Force perspective to make him look bigger than Stallone. Go for it. Because I, I looked him up on IMDb. He's, like, the same... He, he, Appeared on an episode of Full House. He's like the same height as John Stevens. Have mercy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did he stand up to his charge? No. That was <laughs> it's ball, ball bull, Jack. Oh. Oh. And that guy's Turkish. Well, I don't have to race into it. Come on. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying he's from Turkey. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. That's Dom Flamenco. Is it? Speaking of racist. <laughs> 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 Has there ever been a more racist video game than Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? Um, uh, there's been a more offensive one with uh, Custer's Last Stand, but more racist? Hmm. That's hard to say. I don't know if it's racist. It's stereotype. stereotype. It is very stereotypical. It's stereotyping. Russians love soda pop. It's, Come on. No, it's super yeah. fucking racist. Vodka Drunkinski. Yeah. Too bad that they changed his name to the I know. Like, uh, well, <laughs> Nintendo kids. Vodka Drunkinski. <laughs> uh, 
the flamboyant Spaniard. Span Glass Joe, the only man who's like, come on, blank, blank. Not true. Mike Tyson, uh, Super Mac or Superstar at the end. What was his name? Super Macho Man. Mr. Mr. Dream. Um, wasn't the who's the guy before Super Macho Man? He was American too, wasn't he? Candyman, something man. Oh come on, black dude. Oh racist. You guys never got that far. Okay, that's cool. Oh, Mr. Sandman? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Sandman. Candyman. Oh. Don't what if I Super don't... Nintendo's almost worse? Just don't say it again. We've already said it twice. They already, they already had, the, had the old Chinese guy that cheats by using his cane. Yeah, what the hell? Or Bruce Lee that starts kicking. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Hey, dude. Anywho's. Anyway. So, there's a, a big rousing speech I guess Stallone who's made it to the finals somehow Never and then Brian Dennehy shows up Brian and tells him to get the fuck out of his town <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that could actually mm-hmm. be several movies but that no oh, oh bye <laughs> bye where the fuck's Brian Dennehy <laughs> oh bye bye <laughs> and then and then Fight, final showdown between Lincoln Hawk and Bull Hurley. Sylvester Stallone's hand slips, which I think is super fucking illegal. I think that is illegal. The overtop thing isn't, but the but the slip, the hand slippage. So they they tie their hands together with like this leather clasp thing, and, they and they the put first thing does on either side of their arms, so that <laughs> you have to. Arm wrestle it down onto a spiky cactus. I don't think that was the case. Not that movie? No. Okay. But... They get their knuckles in a broken glass? That happened too, no? And M&M's and gummy bears. <laughs> sprinkles, sprinkles, gummy bears, gummy bears. So, the first thing Bull Hurley does when they're strapped, when they're strapped together, is he punches them in the face. <laughs> Not illegal. Not illegal. <laughs> I'm going to allow this. Yes, not illegal. He gets a point deducted, a la Johnny from Friday Kid. Yeah, one more contact in the face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now Stallone turns the hat around because he's ready to fucking go. Oh, it's fucking balls. go time. And they start wrestling for like five didn't minutes. Hear no bill. Yeah, for like five minutes of going at this. And by the way, there's like six referees standing around them. <laughs> so they got all angles on this shit. <laughs> this packed house, like the MGM or whatever it was. They still go to the tape. Yeah, I guess so. It's good to be. Yeah. So they they rest armors for five minutes. I'm pretty sure in real life somebody's arm would have snapped right off. Yeah, like it would have been like Joe Theismann, but only with the arms. It's just start bending the other way. It would have been horrible. But Stallone is just about to lose when in slow motion. His fingers come off, and then he goes over the top. Oh, damn! So I think part of the premise of being able to go over the top is you have to have a hand big enough to do it. So either Stallone's got some some meaty fists, or they yeah, just he does. <laughs> or they just especially use a little in, movie especially magic. In Rambo in the last yeah. one, Jeebus H. Maybe maybe they just move, use a little movie magic to make his hand seem bigger. 
But yeah, he goes over the top on Bill Hurley. Bob Bull Hurley. And he... The way he wins is... He's about to do it, and then he pulls up, and then he slams his hand down. Then he wins a truck that actually is big enough to have like one of those little beds in the back. As opposed to making his kid like sit up and sleep across America. The kid wants to go with him for some reason. I don't understand this. So a big meaty trucker and a very young boy traveling the country together. Yes. <laughs> Only in the 80s. Yeah. But yeah, he wins the truck. Cue the, the title song with Sammy Hagar. And that is it. Right now! Not Dif- tomorrow! That not different, different Sammy Hagar song. Uh, Over the top! I guess technically right now is a Van Halen song, but... Hmm. Well, right now it is. I think yeah. you're thinking of back then. No, 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 right now. Right now. I went with the clear Pepsi. No, the Sammy Hagar one is back then. But no, but that is right now. Oh. Third base. Over the top <laughs> was then. I think right. the question you want to ask is when so, will then be now? Soon. soon. Okay. So what are what are some other memorable um, <laughs> uh, arm wrestling moments in different movies? Because I was just yeah. going to ask that. Right. Over the top is yeah the only one that's just centered around that. Besides that stupid TV show <laughs> that they did for like not even a season. They had an over the top TV show. Not an over the top TV show, but it was like competitive arm wrestling. That was over the top of the heap. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the, the the actually the only other arm wrestling I ever remember in anything was in Scrubs, and it was fucking gold, where uh, JD is dating this, this hot girl, of course, and Turk and Carla are there too, and they're kind of on this double date. They're in their apartment, and uh, JD and this girl are arm wrestling. And JD lets her win. He's like, oh, you got me. He's like, just trying to be cute. And Turk and Carla do it. And they square up. And Turk, like, as soon as they go, just slams her hand on the ground and starts screaming at her. Do you see? Do you see what you get when you mess with the warrior? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I laugh every time I see that. It was the young couple versus the old couple mentality. Uh, Yeah, that's gold. (laughs) I just saw one that was pretty creative. I was watching, uh, well, I only got to see the start of uh, Turbo Kid, which is pretty awesome. I've, I've only seen like, I've only seen like 15 minutes of it, and it's already fantastic. We'll to, I love this movie. If we watch it, we'll have to get uh, guest wave in here and talk about it. Yeah, it's on Netflix right now. Just, there's no excuses. But um, there's one scene at the beginning where he goes into like uh, this Outlander bar and everything, and there's a bunch of low lives in there. And these two guys are strapped together, and they're about to arm wrestle. But it's not any, you know, it's Turbo Kid. It's not normal arm wrestling. They have these metal, like, spikes that are shoved into toasters and then turned on so that the tips are red hot, and you get branded whenever you lose on the back of your hand. Mm. So everybody knows that you're a loser arm wrestler. There's no greater shame. Yeah. It's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty intense. <laughs> so I know I already mentioned Revenge of the Nerds with Booger. That's right. And then, um, not really arm wrestling, but it is obviously Predator. 
<laughs> the air, I ran slow. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> the elbows are in the air, but they're still basically doing the same thing. Dumb, son of a bitch. And the other one that I remember is actually from Superman 2, with um, when, when the three um, Kryptonians come down. And the girl goes into the bar, and these dudes want to challenge her, and she starts just like slam this guy through the table with her arm. I don't know if you guys remember that. Superman. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What's her name? I always forget her name. Uh, Zod, and then like Krog or Vespa. I know the other guy plays in the NBA, Djokovic <laughs> or something, and then her, and I forgot her name. But anyway, she slapped. Those are the ones that I remember. Let's say Ilsa, Elsa, or something like that. I can't be right. It's all right. So I should do this. Anyways, that's that's all I got. Uh, unless somebody has anything else to add. Nope. There was a good, uh, Homer was grifting people arm wrestling in one of the later seasons. Where he was doing curls in one arm, but his other arm was normal. But one was all buff. <laughs> so he'd sit at the end of the bar with glasses. And Mo would like... I'll give you a hundred bucks if you, you know, I'll bet you a hundred bucks if you can beat anybody here in arm wrestling. And Homer's with his nerd glasses and bow tie. How about him? Okay. And he squares up and Homer pulls out his giant buff arm. Uh, that's why I remember that episode. Yeah. It's the later one, so. I'm sure there's more like any like superhero type thing or like when someone gets their powers for the first time, right? Like, doesn't it happen in Spider-Man or something? It seems like that's something that kind of happens, but I can't think of any. Like, I was also going to say Superman 2. He doesn't arm wrestle anybody. He just beats on that dude in the, <laughs> in the bar at the end, yeah. right? Yeah. Weightlifting. Yeah. Working out. Oh, that was one of my favorite scenes of all time as a kid. Oh. All right. Let's go on to Neom News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. I have a couple things. Um, so, if you guys have heard, they pushed back Star Wars Episode 8 to December. Oh, wait. Make sure to save some Nim news for the next episode too. I got it. I got it. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if you guys heard that. Like, it was gonna be cool that we were gonna have like two Star Wars movies like six months apart, but now it looks like everything's gonna be a year. I guess it makes sense that they freaking dominated this Christmas time. So why? Why yeah, really? They kind of turn apart that whole summer blockbuster thing. Yeah, but like summer movies. And it's Christmas blockbusters nowadays. Yeah, there's like no competition. So like, yeah, if you release in May or June, you'd have two weeks of like dominance, and then all of a sudden the next superhero movie is coming out, or the next two weeks action movie. We have competition now. It's like there's no competition, so kind of makes sense. I wonder if, if how ha- people having vacation time affects the box office too. Yeah, that I know they always say like the weather affects it negatively, but then it's also people have two weeks off. Right, usually with kids and stuff, and we think if anything with with cold weather, people would be seeing. Well, I guess you could see the same thing for hot weather too, because people want to get it out of the heat. But... Yeah, I think it's more things like back east. You can't get to the theaters because <laughs> snowy road. Like you know, people in DC weren't going to the theaters last week. Right. Yeah, that is right. true. Um, but but then if you look at it, like Titanic, Avatar, Lord of the Rings, all those movies are all December releases, and they all have huge numbers. So kind of makes sense. Anyway, I think that's interesting. Um, all the superhero shows are starting back up. I've started on them, and they're not doing good the second half so far. The first <laughs> few have been a little, yeah. We'll, we'll see what's going on there. Legends of Tomorrow started, I think, 
Scott said he saw that. Maybe we can talk about that. Um, thoughts? You want to do that? Yeah. So I was not impressed. Uh, it start, like the early part of any ensemble, whether it's a movie or TV show, is always gonna be a little rough. I think though. Yeah. So I'm willing to give it a little more time, but there wasn't a whole lot that I was into. Uh, so. You know, spoilers, I guess, for anybody that hasn't seen it yet. It's a bunch of characters from the Flash and Arrow, basically, <laughs> on the CW. Uh, and I, I right at the bat, like, I don't care about half these people. Um, you know, I don't care about what's-her-face. Uh, I guess she was a Black Canary, but not anymore, because they fucking spoil it in the <laughs> in this show. Uh, but yeah... Uh, they have the guys from, uh, what, what was the name of that show? Prison Break? Yeah. Oh, Cap- yeah, it's Captain Cold and the uh, Fire Guy. Yeah, so I think, I mean, that is kind of fun that those two guys are together, but they're just chewing on scenery the whole time. Yeah, they certainly are. Yeah, uh, they do. They're from, they're villains from Flash. Yeah, right? that's, that's, yeah. that's what somebody was telling me, but yeah. on paper, the characters are cool, but they just, they need to tone it, they need to dial it back. <laughs> Just all yeah, that, I don't think so, because the they've been doing every episode talking. of Flash, too. <laughs> yes, we are villains. Um, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. And mm-hmm. um, because I know all these characters, I was like, okay, I kind of didn't have to worry about exposition of like who they were. And I already know who I like and who I don't like. So I was like, all right. And it's just a little sci-fi. Like I said, I don't... The first episode wasn't enough to think this is going to be a great show, but it's got me interested. I like that a little more sci-fi in it as compared to the other shows. And like I was kind of telling Scott before we started, like I'm dying to find a sci-fi show that I like on TV right now. So maybe that's why I'm giving it a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Um, like we were saying, it's like Doctor Who meets yeah, I've, X-Men or I've, something. I've, I've never really even seen Doctor Who, and even I could tell that this character is like a Doctor Who ripoff. Yeah. Even if it's like direct from the comic books, they're definitely spinning it as like, a regular Doctor Whovian or whatever, whatever you who, you who Whovillians call it. I from so, Whoville from Whoville, yes. I think it'll be. I'll like it if they they travel to times and like they're go, constantly going in and out of different decades, centuries even, and kind of deal with that and have centuries fun even. <laughs> and they don't try to have every character in every episode, right? There's too many, right? So in this episode, we're just going to focus on, you know. Um, the Adam and White Canary or something, and not, and not have because if every single episode you have to get a story arc for every single character, then yeah. it's going to get real annoying really quickly. Or, yeah, I think that would be cool to really go through drastic period changes. Yeah, as opposed to the '60s where you barely have to do anything, <laughs> or they were at the '70s. Yeah, but if they go back to like the '20s or like they're in the middle of World War II or ancient Egypt, regular, or regular '20s or Roaring '20s. Hmm. <laughs> go with the so, Roaring. In like four years, we're going to have a new 20s. God damn it. <laughs> the depressing Charleston, 20s. Charleston. <laughs> the depressing 20s Charleston again. Yeah. Some dance, some prance. So yeah, that's, that's my news. Uh, Alex? Uh, Legoland is looking for new employees that we might want to sign up for. They're looking for builders. Oh. Yeah, just Lego like, model builders. Is that like Apple Genius? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think these guys have skills. Oh. Ooh. I could I could yeah. snap some Legos together and get paid for it. 
I could build a house with yeah. a door and missing bricks. <laughs> I don't know what the criteria is, but I'm going to apply tomorrow. <laughs> so they, on BBC America, mm. uh, James May of Top Gear fame had his own sideshow. I forget what it's called, but in um, one episode, he actually gets a bunch of people together and they actually build a house out of Legos. It turns out... Like the scale? Yeah. Oh, like, shit. he actually has to spend the night in it. There's, <laughs> like, a sink in there and everything, all made out of Legos. Like, everything has to be made of Legos. <laughs> it, it turns out that the Lego house is not that sturdy. <laughs> like, it does not support weight well. <laughs> so Maybe they just didn't stack them right. Yeah. Yeah. And did he build it with, like, an arch structure? I think, I think they had to cheat a little bit to put a second story in. So like, but, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> So, but like he had, a, he had like a chair. So, like downstairs in like his living room, they had a chair. As soon as he sat in it, the thing fell apart. Like, sitting with the bed, like he couldn't sleep on it. So, oh, even the furniture was Legos. Yeah, like everything was Legos. They should have used the craggle. Yeah, they should have used the craggle. Yeah. What's a craggle? It's the stuff that holds Legos in place. Yeah. Have you not seen What's the Lego the movie, Jeff? Jeff? No, I've seen parts of it. It's good. I recommend. Yeah. If you're forced to watch it with the the younglings, chilling, this worst thing. Worst thing you can watch with yeah. kids. Yeah. yeah, You know, I was actually watching it by myself. Well, it was just on. It was like, yeah, everything yeah, is it's awesome. On, it's on it's HBO Pratt and everything. But I forgot why I stopped watching it. But anyway, it seemed alright. Any more news, Alex? Nope. That was it. Legos. Go build them. All right, Scott. All right, just a quick bit. Uh, along tidbit? with, with mm, I call it a tidbit. All right. Uh, uh, to go in line with Jeff's Star Wars news, and I'm probably stealing this from him, but they've been slowly coming out with more cameos from The Force Awakens, and Jeff's good friend Kevin Smith had a cameo in the movie. He's a friend of our podcast, not just me. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm, he's a friend of the podcast, but I'm saying he's your personal <laughs> friend, though. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I forgot about speaking of personal friends. I saw um, Danny McBride at Disneyland. We're friends now. <laughs> yeah. Well, but then my proxy, we're friends with him too. Yeah. All right. Now we were sitting down to watch the Jedi Training Academy and stuff, and then across the way, like on the ground floor, I was, <laughs> I was like, I think that's Danny McBride, and Leah's like, Yeah, that's Danny McBride. Wait, please tell me he was in Toontown and he pushed down on one of those little boxes and goes, big ass titty. <laughs> nah, Toontown's gone. Uh, is it? Really? Uh, oh. Well, they already sectioned off like Big Thunder Ranch and everything, so. That's nowhere near Toontown. It isn't? No. Oh. Okay. Well, the back of Thunder Ranch touches Toontown. Yeah. And it's naughty place. Toontown is over by Small World. Anyway. But yeah, I saw him there with his entourage and I. I think I also saw the the girl from uh, Pineapple saw Express. Kitty fucking powers at Disneyland. That's <laughs> yeah. What was it? Blanca? What was his name? Uh, whatever. La Flema Blanca or something. Yeah. How do you say it black in Spanish? Negro. Hey, you said it, not me. <laughs> but yeah, there's my additional tidbit. Anyways, you were saying, Scott? Yeah, so Kevin Smith has our a. Other uh, as a cameo in Force Awakens, which makes sense because he got to preview everything, mm-hmm. like the set one day. I don't know if you knew that or not, Jeff. 
Yeah, I heard he's like he's the voice, right? Like yeah, he has like one line is one of the stormtroopers. Yeah. Was like, it traitor? No, it was. Hey, hey, traitor! It was something along the lines of, "They're over there at some coordinate. Move." Snoochie boochies. And then yeah, and then he said snoochie boochies. <laughs> I don't know how he missed that the first time. Yeah, I should have known. <laughs> so you know that traitor guy? Like the internet's named him TR8R. You heard that? That's yeah. Because like, they traitor. came out with it. They they already announced his real name. No, I love the internet made a name for him. Yeah, TR8R. TR8R. It's cool. Oh the the guy that oh the guy that whoops his ass yeah it says traitor okay it's okay. his real name he's like uh, FN something something nine nine and his friends nicknamed him nines see he's the same he's he's got the same name stormtroopers FN. don't have friends well his serial number whatever but TK four two two yeah you can see you can see how why he was so upset when he saw Finn because they're both FNs. Yeah. Fucking noobs. Alright, but yeah, that's all I got. Alright. That wraps up this week. Next week will be something. Maybe it'll be X Files. Maybe it'll be Dogma. Maybe it'll be something Zoolander. else. Yeah, Zoolander. Zoolander 2. Who knows? Stay tuned. Thanks for listening, everybody. That wraps up this week, but at next time, Jesus Christ. (laughs) But at some point on the next time. Uh That wraps up this week. Look forward. Jesus Christ. Doesn't even belong on my arm resting table. That's my area. That's my game. He's got no shit in business there.